All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back here today to episode four of the Triple Option Podcast. What's up, Tom? What's up, Dom? What's going hey, on? Matt. Hey, Tom. All right, so yeah, today we're going to be giving our free agency predictions. The NFL free agency class is, is all right. There's definitely strong spots. There's definitely their uh, weak spots. So we're going to be going in, giving some free agency predictions, some contract predictions. You guys already saw on the channel our reaction basically to the to the Panthers trading up for number one and then um, and kind of all what we have to think about there. Dom, do, if you had to give like a quick fire right now, who's going number one in the draft if you had to bet on it? Definitely a quarterback. I would think the Panthers. I Thanks. still like Bryce Young. They didn't trade up for Jordan Addison. <laughs> I I like. I still like Bryce Young, but I think the Panthers might take C.J. Stroud first. Matt, why don't you yeah. ask me? No, I was gonna ask you next. Well, Tom, who do you think they're taking? The fucking hey. guy from uh, Florida. Obviously, Anthony Richardson. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I heard Josh McCown. He's their QB coach, right? Uh, in Carolina, I think he's their QB coach. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna say he's the OC now, but he apparently loves Stroud, but. I guess, like, honestly, if that if they do take Shroud, then, like, if Texas, if Houston, like, loved Young, then it works out for them because they didn't have to give up anything to take Young. Yeah, I de- yeah, they definitely, the Texans honestly might have won this trade because now they don't have to do anything to move up and they're, they're guaranteed, like, one guy, which they were already guaranteed, but now they don't have to trade for it and waste more picks. True. Honestly, what if, like, Carolina, like, knows Houston loves Bryce Young, and then they trade with like Houston. I don't know, and then they can like recuperate, like pick thirty, whatever it is, thirty three or, or a future first, and then they end up getting something back, and they can still Maybe. take the guy they wanted. That'd be Wouldn't wild. Be cool yeah, probably not gonna happen though. So yeah, um, so Tom, you actually think it's gonna be AR fifteen with the number one pick? No, nah, it's probably gonna be Bryce Young. <laughs> yeah, I, unfortunately, I think it's gonna, gonna be Bryce Young, but it should be <laughs> AR fifteen. But you know, whatever. Do you, do you think? So no way Houston takes Bright or Anthony Richardson I think at two so like nah it's gonna go Young and Stroud and then if you had it like I know you would take Richardson above Levis but would do you think who goes next to probably the Colts um I think I'm I'm gonna say Levis I don't think Richardson at this point I don't think Richardson has developed enough um, hype yet I think he still has to do his pro day um and get that feedback and let that hype seep in from the general managers and the scouts. I think right now is Levis. Okay, yeah. So we're, we're going to get into basically our free agency predictions today. All right, so we're going to start off with quarterback now. We've already seen most of the quarterbacks sign. We saw Geno Smith go back to Seattle. We saw Derek Carr sign with New Orleans. None of us predicted that one correct. Uh, and then we also saw uh, Daniel Jones go back to the Giants. So there's really only one quarterback to talk about. Um, we, we've already mentioned our Aaron Rodgers predictions. And most of us said um, back in episode one that we think Lamar is going back to the Ravens. We can also touch on that if anybody has any different opinions. But we're going to just talk about Jimmy G. Um, I just want to ask you guys, do any of you guys have Jimmy G going anywhere that's not on a one-year deal? Or do you think he's signing a one-year deal? Uh, Tom, I'll start with you. One-year deal for sure. Yeah. Dom, what do you think? I could see like a two-year deal maybe with like a lot of incentives so that way he's like guaranteed a little something and if he plays well, then he still gets the money. I don't think two years would be really out of the question. Yeah. Two okay. with an That's out after fair. one maybe? That, that yeah, something like that. Not. I definitely don't see like a four-year deal or three-year no. deal, but something – like Derek Carr got three years, but it's really a two-year deal. I could see something like a two-year, but it's really a one-year type thing, you know? Yeah. yeah. Actually, Derek Carr got four years. Um, he got four years. I'm not sure if there's. I think it's a hundred million guaranteed out of. Oh, he got the four, but total. it's like a three. I think it is. Okay. Gotcha. Gino got the three. Yeah, yeah. That's like a two. There it is. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I basically I I'll start off with this one. I had Jimmy G going to the Panthers. Now that we know that they traded up for number one, 
I doubt they end up signing him unless maybe they go with the project at number one. But yeah, that's probably not going to be the case. I'm going to go with uh, Las Vegas. I still think that they can end up with a quarterback in the draft, but they get Jimmy G on a one-year deal worth about $15 million or so. Um, could be fully guaranteed as well just to be kind of their quarterback. So they're not maybe tanking for Caleb Williams since they already have a quarterback in the pipeline. And that's going to be my prediction. Uh, Dom, who do you, who do you have Jimmy G going to? Yeah, I think he's got a few suitors. Cause like you mentioned earlier, he's kind of the last fully free agent quarterback. Um, yeah. it's kind of between the, I kind of like the bucks. I think that could happen. Okay. Um, just the whole NFC South's week. If the bucks do want to compete, it could be it, but I, I don't hate the Vegas pick. Like you said, I could definitely see that happening. Yeah. The, uh, Tom, who do you have? Yeah, Vegas. I also had the Bucks as like a dark horse. I just don't know if Jimmy G wants to go somewhere that Brady just left. Seems like that still kind of has a sour taste in his mouth a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but um, Raiders, I think, is a safe pick here. Yeah, I think maybe the Jets could also get involved too if they if they don't get Aaron Rodgers because I'm sure they're just trying to find anybody not named Zach Wilson as their quarterback next year. Uh, has your guys' opinions on uh, Lamar changed at all? You still think he's going to be a Raven in, in, in 2023? Ravens still. Yeah, because yeah, it, it's not, tough. He's not going anywhere. Yeah, a team's got to give up two first and pay him like 40 or so mil. I don't really know who's going to go into that asking price. So, uh, yeah, basically we're going to talk about Jimmy G because um, he's probably the only quarterback here that's going to be a, a starter day one next year. So we'll get into our uh, first running back. We got Miles Sanders. Um, a couple guys got tagged at the top. You had uh, Tony Pollard. You had Josh Jacobs. You had Saquon Barkley. So Sanders is like the next best guy there. Uh, Tom, where do you have Sanders going? Isaiah is going to the Panthers. He's the best guy in the market right now because, the, like you said, the top guys got tagged, and I think he could get a early down role and a, and a lead back role here in uh, Carolina. It could be a good look for him. Yeah, like Sanders, he had over 1,200 rushing yards last year. He had 11 touchdowns. He's not a great pass protector. I had him going back to the Eagles on like a three-year deal, uh, which could be like basically a two-year deal because like in the pipeline, maybe they don't have that next guy um, if it's going to be Kenneth Gainwell or if they can obviously look into the draft. But it, like Sanders is still young, 25. They get him to a three-year deal. They're getting basically the rest of his good running back years in the league. And I know they have some other free agents to worry about, but I don't think this would be too much on their cap since they don't have to give Hertz a contract that's going to really go them up against the cap like this year or even next year uh dom who do you have uh sanders going yeah i think most likely he'll probably re-sign with the eagles but the one thing i don't um you don't see really often is when a player does hit free agency usually by then he knows he's not really going to re-sign so maybe he mm -hmm. doesn't go back to the eagles um i wouldn't be surprised maybe if buffalo made a little run like i know they have james cook but They've just been one running back away now for like all of Josh Allen's career. So maybe they just want to go all in. Miles Sanders finally broke out this past year, but he doesn't really do anything in the passing game, which might hurt in the Buffalo offense. But I could see that maybe happening. Yeah, because uh, Singletary is a free agent, so maybe they look in that route. But I know they're going to be pretty pressed against the cap, and maybe investing that much into a running back isn't well, great. I mean, we touched on it last week, too. The cap's not real. Like, they'll figure, they'll yeah. find money somewhere. <laughs> that is true. I don't know where the hell the Saints pulled out $40 million a year for, for Carr at the moment, but they were able to do it. Uh, did Dom, did, who's your next running back that you had going somewhere? Uh, I think there's a little bit of a drop-off after Sanders. I put Jamal Williams... Just, I mean, he did score 17 touchdowns last year, but as a DeAndre Swift fantasy owner, I know he stole a lot of those touchdowns on the goal line, so count those 17 yeah. how you want. I think the Lions probably re-sign him. I feel like they like him. I don't think he's really going to get a lot of money because besides the touchdowns, his averages and everything wasn't crazy. He's not great in the passing game. 
Um, I could see him staying in, in Detroit. I could see the Panthers throwing some money at him. So those would be my two teams there. Yeah. It's crazy he's only 28, too. I was like, I thought he was a little bit older than that. Well, but 28 is kind yeah. of old for a running back, too, when you that think about true. it. For, like, a running back, that's old. Yeah. Tom, did you have uh, Williams going anywhere, or did you got a next running back to talk about? No, I had him, I had him re-signing with Detroit. Um, but I also want to touch back to the Eagles really quick for our next mm-hmm. guy. Just to throw in there, I think the Eagles make a wild card. I think they go after somebody like Kareem Hunt. I think if they can get uh, pass catching a running back like Kareem out of that backfield, that would be pretty intimidating for the rest of the league if uh, they can get the running back, running quarterback combo with Hertz and uh, Kareem Hunt there. If Miles Sanders were to lead, they still have kind of game well. So, yeah, there's a lot of running backs like on the market that are kind of going to be like good veterans there. Like you got Jarek McKinnon, you got Jeff Wilson, Rashad Penny, uh, Madison, maybe he's going to get a, full, a full-time job, not being a backup anymore. But uh, yeah, I, I could definitely see that as well. I just wanted to touch on one more was David Montgomery. I think he's probably going to go back to Chicago since they have yeah. all this cap space. Uh, he's only 25 years old. So like Sanders, you can get the rest of his good running back years. Uh, he's like a missed tackle machine. And I think like, yeah, Fields needs some foundation there in the backfield, and they play together now for a full year. So uh, you guys have any other running backs you want to talk about, or do you want to hop into receivers? No, I'm good. Okay, so we can talk into receivers. Basically, the number one, even with like the Thielen um, release, is still Jacoby Myers. Uh, Tom, where do you think Myers is going? Well, I think probably the Texans. I think uh, they have uh, some cap space to give him, and they're going to draft the quarterback, obviously, and they're probably not going to have Brandon Cooks week one. So I think Jacoby Myers could be a good candidate to get that $15, $16 million a year contract um, to a team like the Texans who may have to overpay a little bit, like the Jaguars of last year, a team who was not very good at all, um, to overpay a little bit for somebody to make them an established uh, top wide receiver on their team. Yeah, I agree. I originally had him going to the Bears, and uh, since they got DJ Moore with the the trade down, I don't think they're going to really use that money on a receiver. He's like a really good route runner. He doesn't drop the ball a lot. Uh, he's been one of the best kind of sure pass catchers in the league over the last uh, three years. So I agree with you on the Texans. I think they look to get just another target if they do move Cooks to their next quarterback, either that's Young or Stroud. Dom, did you have anything different? Uh, just a little bit. I mean, no one really mentioned Baltimore. I feel like Baltimore should and will probably be in on every wide receiver just because of all the struggles they've had recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Jacoby Myers, you said you originally thought he was going to the Bears, but because DJ Moore, that changes it. I think that opens up the Panthers completely now. I could see them trying True. to go after yeah. one of these top guys. And especially as we get into more of the receivers, a lot of them I think are kind of interchangeable. So you'll probably see a lot of the same teams just interested in the same guys at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that as well. So we'll go on to uh, we'll go on to Juju next, and Juju's like still being only twenty six as well because he was so young uh, coming out of USC. I think he was like nineteen when the Steelers drafted him in the second round. Uh, I think he's also going to replace maybe Jacoby Myers in New England. I uh, just won a Super Bowl. He's a really tough receiver. The dude takes so many hits over the middle, or at least he did this past season in Kansas City. And I think it'll be a lot cheaper than Jacoby as well. And he can get like around twelve million a year from the Pats, who also need uh, have cap and desperately need uh, some receiving weapons out there for Mac. Dom, where'd you have Juju going? I think Juju would actually be a really good fit with the Giants. I think, like you said, he's a big physical receiver. I think that's something the Giants need on the outside. Yeah, uh, Tom, how's the Giants cap space looking like after uh, Saquon's tag and the Jones contract? They still have some work to do with uh, the Galladay cut frees up between like six and seven million. They also could get a deal done with Saquon, and that could free up some space as well as the Leonard Williams extension and Dexter Lawrence extension. So they can probably end up with about thirty to thirty-five million uh, mm-hmm. before 
any free agency starts if they get anything done like in the next couple days. So see how that goes. But Juju could be a nice little addition to the Giants uh, wide receiver. Yeah. I actually I actually had him staying on the Chiefs for like a two to three year deal. That's considered, I guess, team friendly. That's like a little less than ten million per year average, probably like eight nine million a year. I think he likes it there. He just won a Super Bowl, and McCole Harmon's probably going to be gone, and I'm not sure Sky Moore um, and the injury prone Kadarius Tony really cut it. So, <laughs> yeah, how would you feel about injury prone? No, yes, yes, yes. I don't know if there was any some uh, Giants bias in there. No, no, not at all, not at all. Yeah, you don't want TikTok boy on on your Giants, or you, you'd welcome him there. No, yeah, for sure I welcome. I, I just my my gut in the beginning was uh, back to the, back to the Chiefs, so I'm sticking by it. But if that happened, if it got announced tomorrow, I'd be pretty happy. Yeah, because I don't think he'll go too much. And like, he's not the greatest route runner. He's not the fastest guy in the league, but he, he's got good hands and he's becoming that veteran status. This could be his seventh year, which is crazy. Like I said, he was drafted when he was 19. Uh, Dom, uh, pick a receiver next. You want to talk about? Uh, we haven't talked about Alan Lazard yet, who I think is probably. In the top three, if we want to say Myers and Juju round out the top three, mm-hmm. um, I think Lazard's most likely leaving Green Bay. I feel like the Packers would have re-signed them already at this point. Um, he always gets like hurt for like two or three games yeah. a year, so you just always have to worry about that. But again, the same same teams are interested. The the Ravens should be calling him. The Giants should be calling him. I think the Panthers, the Patriots. I think all these teams should just be calling all these guys and just seeing who they can possibly get for the cheapest because I think they're all interchangeable. Yeah, and he's he's a really good deep threat as well. Tom, did you have anything different on Lazard or pretty similar to what Dom said? I think Lazard's going to stay. I think uh, they're going to want Jordan Love to have somebody to throw to that's an established vet in the system. Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs are obviously um, both up-and-comers. I think that's a pretty decent receiver core if you add one more weapon. with Aaron, And then you have Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. It's a pretty good set of weapons for a rookie quarterback. Well, not well. I just had rookie third first year, year starter to come in basically, <laughs> basically. <laughs> um, yeah, no, for a first year starter to come in and, and have those guys right away. It's, it's a good start. Yeah. And I'm sure there's probably been no like re-signing on that end, uh, Dom, cause you mentioned that, but, uh, I'm sure like, cause they were trying to figure out this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. So they have no idea what their cap is going to look like and probably affects like what they're going to do this off season. If they have That's all true. this That's money true. off the books. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Run. Um, so we'll talk about uh, someone that just got released. Uh, a little bit of a surprising one, but maybe makes sense because he's uh, 32 years old. Adam Thielen uh, got released from Minnesota. He had his basically lo- he was like mainly healthy this past season, and he had the, like his lowest yard total since 2015. So you could see him getting a little bit older there. Um, I-, I think he's gonna get like around a two year deal probably like 10 mil a year uh, with it. The first year being like most of the guaranteed money in the second year, probably not as much. I could see a team like the Colts, man, like they're going to have a rookie quarterback. And like, like, I feel like Jim Mercy is going to be like, Oh, Adam Thielen, like this guy's a beast, but he's definitely getting up there in age. And I just don't see really a contender giving a lot of money to Thielen. Cause I think you can use that money elsewhere. So I think he'd just be like a nice veteran receiver for a rookie quarterback coming in. Either that's Stroud or Richardson or Levis. Tom, where'd you have uh, Thielen going? I had one of the Raiders with that same kind of philosophy you had. Definitely a good veteran receiver to have on a team with yeah. a young quarterback, especially with Devontae Adams' future kind of uncertain. I don't think they're going to get rid of him this year. I think they're whoever they draft, they're going to want somebody like Devontae Adams to help him just jump right into the league with a top two, three receiver, maybe even mm-hmm. best receiver. So, Yeah. Because that would be like a sick receiving core to go into because you'd have Renfro, Thielen, Adams, and Darren Waller as well as Josh Jacobs in the backfield. Like, you're yeah. pretty much set up for success there. Your rookie season are always better um, exactly. than some other spots. Yeah, uh, Dom, where'd you have Thielen going? Yeah, just all the same teams yeah. that you guys mentioned. I don't 
like you said, he's starting to get up there in age. He lost a little bit this past year, so I don't think anyone's going to go crazy for him. Um, I don't think he's going to go to like some bottom team like the Texans or or the Bears, even if it's like as like the wide receiver two or three. I just, he could probably wind up somewhere in the middle of the pack. I, I do like the Colts. I could see that possibly happening. Him and Pittman on the outside would be pretty good for uh, whichever rookie they take. Yeah, I feel like they kind of need that wide receiver too um, next year. Yeah, like you said, whoever quarterback they take. Uh, Tom, do you want to go into the former Giants receiver that didn't play at all last year? No, I don't want to talk about him at all. <laughs> you don't want him back I'm, on the Giants? I'm so I was so annoyed every single day by his little recruitment tour he went on for like yeah, weeks and like weeks, and I'd even say months. It was like two or three months long. He was going on this tour, sitting courtside at all the games with all with all the players, sitting courtside NBA games with like the Cowboys. Uh, at a Mavericks game, and the whole arena is chanting Odell, and every time he t- tweeted something cryptic, and then uh, a reporter would say, does this mean you're doing XYZ? And he would say, no, I miss Saquon, and like Saquon would like quote it, and I was like, this is so annoying, like just <laughs> do something and, and, yeah. get, and be done with it. It got so annoying because hey, it was like he was treated like it's like the LeBron decision. It's like, oh, could I go here? Could I go there? And it's like, all right, like oh, no, like you're a good wide receiver too in this league. Maybe yeah. if like he was fully healthy, a low, low, low end wide receiver one, but he's not. He's coming off a really kind of like big leg injury that he had to miss all last year. And I think that the Cowboys were kind of scared about his leg as well. Dom, do you want to give a prediction where you think he's gonna be? Oh, hundred percent, be in Dallas next season. Like Jerry Jones wants him. <laughs> like. Yeah. For sure, he's going to pay him. Maybe not anything crazy, but he'll probably still overpay for OBJ to be on his team. Yeah, I, I could see Dallas. I think that was pretty much who I was going to go with because I was like, I really have no idea. I was like, could a Giants reunion be out there? But I think that's less I, likely now. I think it could uh, Tom, I'm did, over that. You're over that? Yeah. yeah. If you could have I, one receiver back on your team, do you choose Odell or Kadarius Tony? Honestly, probably Kadarius Tony. Like yeah. at this point, like he's Odell, he's, Odell's 29 maybe now. He got drafted like, ten years ago, so he's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. Off two, fr- freshly off yeah, two, two twenty ACLs. Um, Odell obviously was a top three receiver in the NFL in his prime with the Giants, but that was quite some time ago. But I did see yeah. a funny tweet about him today. It was from I think it was a beat reporter, and he when the news dropped of his workout uh, that he's hosting, someone said. Oh, here's a sign of a very mature Odell. Now he's making the teams come to him. And I was like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no, no, nothing's changed. All right, so now we're going to get into basically our lone tight end here because uh, Evan Ingram got tagged. Uh, could see him getting a big contract. Another former giant line on this list. But, uh, yeah, we'll talk about Dalton Schultz, too. I think he's going to get paid from the Dallas Cowboys because he's a nice safety blanket to Dak Prescott. He's only 26 years old, so I could see him getting like a nice four-year deal, uh, and he's a really good run blocker as well. Did any of you guys have anything different? Uh, Tom, did you have Cowboys as well, or did you think he's going to weave? I think he could go to Detroit as well to replace Hawkinson. I like that, that yeah. would be That would that would be a nice uh, addition to that set of weapons, uh, but I think ultimately he's going to be back in Dallas, but Detroit could give him a nice contract, a little 12, 13 million a year. It could be mm-hmm. it, and that, that could be enough to make him want to leave. Yeah, I like that because you you get the draft pick capital back for Hawkinson, and you really don't downgrade that much for golf next year. I could, yeah, I could, I could definitely get into that. Dom, did you have anything different? Yeah, I'm actually on the opposite. I think he's gonna leave <laughs> just because we said he's the really only free agent tight end. Like some yeah. tight end needy team is gonna probably overpay him. We saw it happen Carolina. a few years ago. <laughs> Remember a few years ago with um Hunter Henry. And um, oh, like Johnny Smith, the going to New England. Smith. Yeah, like they yeah. way overpaid for them because they were the top two tight ends by far. So I think we might see something like that where he's going to get some money that just makes no sense to us whatsoever. I can see um, 
I can see a team, uh, maybe we talked about it a little bit earlier, but Green Bay, add him to the receiving core for either Jordan okay. Love or like Rodgers. That. that would be that'd be pretty good. And again, Carolina and Chicago will be on the list for almost every player. <laughs> yeah. I, I was thinking about Chicago, but I'm like, I think I actually saw a tweet right before we did this, and it's like, well, could they go after like Dalton Kincaid at nine? And then everyone's like, wait, like they have that so man. It's not though. that it's not worth it. Yeah. <laughs> And it, and they were like, yeah, it's like a generational tight end class. Like, probably don't take one in the top ten. Even though, but I, I mean, I with with Fields though, I think like a two tight end set like would probably, be pretty, yeah, pretty good. Like that would be a pretty good thing for their type of offense to have Schultz and Komet on the same line. Yeah, and Mike Schultz is good run blocker. Yeah, no, I like that idea as well. So uh, we'll get into our first offensive tackle. We got Orlando Brown. Tommy, want to go into this one? Yeah, I think although we're saying Chicago for everybody, I think he's going to go to the Bears. He <laughs> blocks exceptionally well for very mobile quarterbacks like he was in Baltimore. I think he knows how to run that scheme well, and I think he's ultimately going to end up on the Bears. They give a big overpay for um, to get their left tackle to protect Justin Fields. Typically, it's better to get a left tackle or a blindside tackle that's homegrown. We've seen it that pay off better in the recent years, but... I think the Bears make their move to give get Brown here. Yeah, I have the same thing. He's an elite pass blocker. He's just about to turn 27. I, he's actually my only player that I think is going to get 100 million right here. Um, like not counting like Lamar Jackson in this at all. But yeah, I think he can get like a five year, hundred million dollar deal. Like a lot of For guaranteed sure. money from Chicago. Dom, did you agree with us? Or you got another team getting on Orlando Brown? Yeah, I totally agree with your contract. Like. Offensive tackles are a premium position. The the top of them already make around 20 mil, so I think Orlando Brown being there, he'll definitely get at least 20 mil a year, whether it's four years, five years, whatever. But I do like your contract prediction for that. Um, yeah, Chicago again. I could see the Jets maybe making a run for him. They need a no tackle. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe Denver nice. to try to fix their offensive line issues. Uh, I also wouldn't be surprised maybe Tennessee. They've been trying to cut in house with everybody, so the move doesn't really make sense, but they do have a needed offensive line. Yeah, I could see Tennessee as well. Uh, he's somebody I considered for the next guy we have here, but I didn't end up going with them at Mike McGlinchey because uh, he's till 2018. He was top 10 pick back in 2018. Uh, he's a really good uh, run blocker uh, in Shanahan's uh, kind of scheme. Definitely needs to improve as a pass blocker. I think he's going to go back to San Fran. I think he'll get paid, though, since like offensive tackles come at a premium and they're so important in this league. Did you think he's going to leave or stay in San Fran, Dom? I think he's the one guy that might actually like re-sign with this team. Uh, you also mentioned yeah. that he's a great run blocker, so maybe again Chicago could go after him. Like, <laughs> yeah. they, like they're just on every team. But when you say that a guy is really good at run blocking and is okay at pass blocking, like that fits perfectly into what the Bears want to do. So it might be worth it. <laughs> yeah, Tom, you have uh, going back to San Fran as well, or you got something different? Yeah, I've been going back to San Fran as well. All right, so yeah, we're pretty much all on board with that. Uh, Dom, you want to hop into Juwan Taylor? Yeah, Juwan Taylor. Uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, was on the Jaguars, protected Trevor <laughs> Lawrence this year. Feel like the Jaguars probably will try to re-sign him. It might be too much money for them because if they start planning their future right, they might have to save some money on some positions. Um, but again, Chicago, the Jets, it's, it's all the same at this point. Oh, tackle, whoever strikes out in the top one will just move to the next one and the next one. And especially at offensive tackle, I think that's how it's going to go. Yeah, yeah like being uh, Tom, you can go here. I'm pretty much going to say the same thing as Dom. Whoever misses the first guy uh, is going to be all the team shooting for this, shooting to get the second guy besides um, the, the team who got the first one. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's only 25, which is crazy. And I don't think he's been, like, 
that good of like a next contract but like if you see the progression year over year uh he's a really good pass blocker i think he's gonna get paid from the jaguars just to protect uh trevor lawrence long term so that'll wrap it up for the offensive side of the ball we'll get into the defensive side here all right, so now we're going to hop into the defensive side of the ball. It's kind of crazy that Marcus Davenport's already a free agent because uh, I just like remember when the Saints gave up multiple draft picks to the Packers to get him. He was he had a pretty injury-riddled 2022. Um, he's basically been top 20 in the patch rush since he's been drafted back in 2018. Uh, he's only 26, but he does have his injury concerns. I think he gets like just like a one-year prove-it deal and then gets back on the market next year when he's 27 and then gets that uh, long-term deal. Now, maybe a team uh, decides to give him and commits to a long-term deal, but I think the injury concerns are there or he needs to kind of prove that he could be healthy for a full season and then cash in uh in the 2024 free agency so i just have like a one year uh or so deal to the raiders i think they're gonna still try to make the playoffs next year no matter who their quarterback is uh and i could see them looking to kind of improve their pass rush in davenport tom did you have uh davenport staying in new orleans or going elsewhere i have him going to the chiefs actually i think he gets that one year approved deal for a contender and i think mm-hmm. the chiefs could probably get only a few million um they have to pay him to to play and make another run of the super bowl yeah, I, I like that a lot. Uh, Dom, what you got? Yeah, I don't hate that because he would replace Frank Clark essentially then on their mm-hmm. defense. Uh, the one yeah. thing with Davenport was he was like kind of bad this year. He only had two tackles for a loss and only half a sack. I know he had nine the year before, but he kind of really did regress this year. I know he did have some injuries, but that's something that should be noticed by teams. And I think that one-year prove deal would make the most sense then. Um, I could see the Falcons or the Lions because they need help everywhere on defense. I could see them trying to make a little bit of a splash on a on a D end. Yeah, I feel like since Vic Beasley had that insane sack season, they haven't had like a good edge rush since then. And that was, I feel like we were all in like high school then. Like that was probably back in like twenty. I don't even know off the top of my head, like seventeen or sixteen when Vic yeah, right uh, right Beasley went off. It was crazy. Uh, so yeah, uh, we're kind of all in the similar boat on Davenport. I'll go into Jadavion Clowney here. Uh, one-year deal I think he's gonna get I mentioned the Falcons as well just because they could look for some edge rush he had some character issues towards the end of the year with Cleveland so I think his time there is done he's still a solid run defender he really like doesn't miss tackles at all on that so if you're looking for uh like another good run defender you can look at Clowney I think the Falcons have the money to give to him he's only like 30 for an edge rusher which isn't terrible so he still could have a couple more good years left so I think it might be like similar to Davenport where it's like a one-year deal and then maybe he can cash in on like a bigger payday uh when he's 31 for maybe like a a shorter term deal there did anybody have anything specific for Clowney Tom at all or or nothing too I think Atlanta could be a good look there yeah Dom what about you uh nothing really specific on Clowney but like one thing to one thing I want to ask you guys is Shadavion Clowney made the most money in the NFL simply based off his name? Like, he had that insane tackle in the Outback Bowl. He was yeah. drafted first overall, and, like, you just hear his name. But, like, he hasn't really done anything now for a few years. Like, he's just kind of like a middle-of-the-pack, low, fringe DN type guy. But, like, every year his yeah. name just gets brought up like he's, like, some superstar DN I that's going to get paid. I don't know. I think it's because he signs all these one-year deals and he's always getting traded. So it's like you just hear his name all the time to where, like, where's where's Klein going to go? And then everyone's um, predicting the team he's going to go to. And if he just signed, like, a four-year deal with, like, one team for, like, a normal amount of money and not asking for a ton of money or getting underpaid, whatever it is, he would just be a top 30-ish edge rusher in the league and that would be it. Yeah, he's definitely somebody that I feel like just had all that hype. But I mean, he was still really good at South Carolina. But yeah, like I agree with what you guys say. So we'll hop into the interior D-line here. Dom, you want to go into Hargrave, who we know is definitely going to get paid this offseason? Yeah, Hargrave, he honestly 
he might get 20 mil easy. Yeah, I, I, I actually have I think that. he's the best D tackle. He ha- As a D tackle to have 11 sacks, that's pretty impressive. You usually don't see that on the interior. It doesn't really seem like the Eagles want him. Like, the Eagles would have franchised him, I feel like, if they wanted to keep him. Um, so maybe a team like Seattle tries to beef up their D line again, Chicago beef up their D line, Atlanta, Detroit, all these teams, uh, really need to help all over the D line. And that could, uh, bring in the veteran Hargrave would definitely be beneficial to them. So Seattle is your prediction. If you had to like pick one team there, I put Seattle cause I think there's still a contender, even, even with Gino, like they, they have a pretty yeah. good base of a team. So he could go there. I agree. It's crazy, like, how he's gotten better in each year because he was, like, a Pittsburgh Steeler, and, like, when he left, I was like, ah, like, it's not the end of the world losing Hargrave, and he's proved that, like, the Steelers definitely miss him. Uh, I would say he's probably the third best defensive tackle behind Aaron Donald and Chris Jones. He's, like, an elite pass rusher there. I think he gets 20 mil a year for about three uh, years. I think he's going to go back to Philly. I think he'd just be too much of an important player to lose, but then again, are they going to run out of cap space down the line? Uh, so yeah, I think he's going to go back to Philly if I had to have a prediction. It's crazy that this is already second time hitting free agency. Tom, what'd you have for Hargrave? I actually have him going to the Cardinals. I think he's going to go follow his defensive coordinator, Jonathan Gannon. I think the okay. Cardinals just had JJ Watt retire and um, another one of the defensive linemen, Zach Allen is a free Zach agent. Allen, yep. I think the Cardinals have a lot of money that they can just pay somebody for and uh, Gannon's going to want to beef up his defense instantly he knows Hargrave he knows Hargrave's very good think could be an easy spot just huge contract like you said 20 mil like four for 85 just to go to Arizona I actually like that a lot like following Gannon yeah I could definitely see him going to uh to Arizona so Hargrave and Will Anderson on the same D line like oh my god that's crazy (laughs) yeah or imagine then about the like Carter too and then have them next to each other yeah I I mean that'd be good for Arizona but then that gets like because Arizona's probably gonna do like a soft retool at least because like Howard's gonna be hurt I'm like I wonder if giving Hargrave all that money for his like 31 year season like at age 31 is worth giving him 20 mil if they're not gonna be like competing for at least probably like two more seasons yeah they're probably punting this year because Kyler will miss at least half the year I'm pretty sure of it even if he comes back early he won't be like good enough to compete so I think this year is probably punted so maybe they sign Hargrave and they're just gonna wait for the back of his contract which doesn't really fully make sense because he'll probably just get cut down the line anyway because that's how nfl contracts work yeah some, i something think to keep they're gonna give him like a four year with an out after two or three like with a lot of like money in the contract but not a whole lot of guarantee because uh deandre hopkins i think is going to be off the team at the very least this time yeah. next year i think he might even get traded at the deadline he might even get traded tomorrow um mm-hmm. so and i don't think it's very smart for this is a new GM, right? In Arizona? Correct. Yeah. And I'm not sure a new GM wants to, to just jump in and spend all of his money um like year after year after year. I think he's gonna make a couple big splashes his first year to get the first year head coach, let him get his feet wet, and then as the years go on, as Kyler's cap hit starts to come in, then it's gonna be a bit of um handling with the cap. Yeah, I, I agree all there. So, like, uh, Deron Payne got tagged from Washington. you guys have any other interior D linemen, or do you guys want to hop into linebackers? Um, no, really, Hardgrave is the clear best available D tackle. I mm-hmm. also had um, Draymond Jones from Denver. I, th- I think he's pretty young. I think he's still only 26, maybe. So he might get paid a decent amount just because uh, his future is still there a little bit. So that's another D lineman. Again, Chicago could use him. Atlanta, Detroit, the same same group of teams. Houston too. First year defensive head coach. 
good point. Yeah, yeah, twenty six. He's probably gonna get paid a decent amount of money because like just I feel like that's like why Hargrave was such a a popular player on the market when he became a free agent out of Pittsburgh. Uh, so yeah, I think. Um, we'll go into linebackers here. It's actually a really good linebacker class. There's a mixture of some good veterans and some good uh, kind of young linebackers here as well. They're definitely going to get paid. Dom, you want to start off with Bobby Wagner? Yeah, so everyone knows Bobby Wagner. He's probably been the best linebacker or in the top three for the past decade now. Like he's just Yeah, been, him and Keekly. Him, Keekly. If you want to throw like Levante David in there, like they've been mm-hmm. so good the past few years, and even this past year alone, Bobby Wagner like kind of had a resurgence. I mean, he again had a, over 130 tackles, 10 tackles for a loss. He had his most sacks, I'm pretty sure in his career ever, with six, which is pretty impressive for a middle linebacker. Um, he wanted to move on from the Rams. He wanted to go to a contender, which I don't know why the Rams kind of granted it because it kind of screwed their cap up a little bit. But that's besides the point. Um, I could see Bobby Wagner maybe going to Buffalo to replace the guy that we're probably going to mention next. I could also maybe see Bobby Wagner continuing his NFC West tour, going to the Cardinals or even <laughs> back to the Seahawks too. Yeah, I think back to Seattle. I wonder if like I could definitely see him back, back to the Seahawks. Yeah, I think uh, Buffalo if they're like scared after giving Von Miller all that money and then he ended up getting hurt. But Seattle would be a cool homecoming as well because uh, they're actually going to be pushing for the playoffs next year so that's why kind of bobby wagner left in the first place uh you hinted yeah. at him before we'll go into tremaine edmonds who's not even 25 years old yet he is going to get paid uh in this free agency class tom i know you want to talk about tremaine yeah this is definitely somebody who i think the texans could just throw a huge contract at mm-hmm. um D'Amico ryan's first year defensive head coach uh they're gonna want to give him the opportunity to build out a defense the first couple years as they draft their quarterback in the future with the second overall pick. I think a lot of people are saying Edmonds is going to go to the Giants. I just don't think that the Giants are going to offer whatever Edmonds wants up agreeing to. I think Edmonds mm-hmm. is probably going to get close to $20 million. He's probably going to get, like, I think, like, probably, like, at least 15 probably, like, in the 16, 17 range, even, because he's yeah. so young. Um, and he's going to be a classic example of, like, somebody who's um, a really solid talent from a contender who can go to an up-and-comer and just get paid a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah, uh, I think, like, he's... Yeah, he's going to get paid an insane amount. Like, I wouldn't be... Like, a team could give him that five years, get him to his age 30, and give him close to, like, $90 million, um, yeah, with a easy. ton of guaranteed money. Yeah, the I'm going to give a homework thing here, because the Steelers did just release William Jackson say cleared up 12 mil I would love to see the Steelers go after him if they retain his brother as well um but I don't I don't think it's gonna happen just because they're paying uh Minka and TJ and Cam Hayward all this money but they would basically be able to get there but they really wouldn't be able to spend the money elsewhere so I Detroit he just seems like a damn Campbell guy they need to improve on their defense their front seven at least in the the linebacking core and that could be Tremaine Edmonds who fits their timeline as well being only 25. Dom do you have a team that we haven't mentioned there? Uh, no, I think you hit it on. I was going to ask you your opinion, because from all my research on linebackers, it looks like Pittsburgh is going to be a very big player. So I was wondering if there's a guy that you specifically want on your team, but you touched on Edmonds right there to reunite him with his brother. Yeah, I mean, I, w- I would love him in Pittsburgh. I don't really know how the cap situation gets, but they can kind of be more flexible with it just because... Um, 
the uh or because Kenny Pickett is still on that rookie deal um so they can kind of be able to spend this money elsewhere and Pickens is on a rookie deal and same with Najee as well so yeah maybe they can get their money wise I don't know the Steelers haven't really been a big uh free agency splash team but they've kind of been more of that as of late but yeah we'll see if they bring back Terrell Edmonds who I don't think will get paid too much but they could use that to leverage Tremaine so yeah Tom I guess because you probably want Edmonds on the Giants so we got kind of like both our, our our favorite teams wanting him yeah, so I, I wouldn't mind Edmonds for sure. He has a Dable connection and the Shane connection. But one yeah, guy I do about see the, the Giants having a better chance at uh, signing is TJ Edwards from Philly. I mm-hmm. think the the Giants' assistant general manager is from the Eagles. He has a connection. And I do think that Edmonds is going to be the one that gets offered all, the, all of this money. And TJ Edwards, he's young, obviously. He's still ascending. He's had like a really, really, really solid year as a starter. And he can be a very solid starter for years to come on a team like the Giants who just need a middle linebacker so badly. Um, <laughs> it was it was so tough watching um, some of the guys they rotated into the middle of that defense because everything else is pretty solid. The D-line and the pass rush is solid. Uh, Julian Love's probably going to be gone, but McKinney is obviously solid. They need a cornerback too. They might roll a Cordell Flott, who knows, but that's that linebacker is like just having that anchor in the middle. It could be such a difference maker and really make them a good defense. For sure, yeah. Like the Eagles, man. Like they're we've been talking about a lot of free agents they have that they could possibly lose. Like uh, Edwards only twenty six would be a big loss. Like Hargrave, we've mentioned Miles Sanders, we've mentioned. We're gonna get into some corners as well. It's gonna be interesting for the Eagles next year if they're gonna be able to. Yeah. I mean, like they're gonna have uh, all this draft capital as well, but like they're gonna have to pay Hurts. Um, they're gonna have to save up for Devonta Smith. They're already paying AJ Brown. It's going to be like Howie Roseman and stuff like that if it cut out for him. So I only have one other linebacker, uh, David Wong, 26, on the Tennessee Titans. He's a really good pass rusher. Uh, I could really get into the backfield. I think he's going to get like a nice 50 million or so contract over four years from Tennessee. Something like, uh, he's, I think, an underrated linebacker out there. Dom, did you have any other linebackers you want to talk about or mention Edwards or Wong at all? Uh, no, I really just had the big two, uh, the big two guys mentioned. Cool. So, uh, yeah, we can hop into the cornerbacks now, which is kind of a loaded pit. Like, there's there's some good corners. We know that there's some good corners in the draft. Um, and, like, Jamal Dean is definitely going to headline this cornerback class. Dom, you want to go into where you think Jamal's going? Yeah, and before I even talk about him, you already mentioned the draft class for corners this year is kind of crazy. So I don't know how that's going to affect the free agency market. Like, these guys might not get paid as much as they want or think they're going to get because the draft teams might just wait to draft a corner because I think when we talked last week we had maybe five or six cornerbacks going in the first round alone so that might affect this market overall um, but with Jamel Dean for the Bucks this past year he had eight pass deflections two picks pretty solid he's still only 26 I believe so yeah 26 yeah so he's got a lot in front of him um, a few teams I think could go after him I would like the Cardinals they really desperately need a cornerback and um, also with Detroit and Chicago as well. Yeah, uh, if for you guys don't know, like Tom's a Giant fan, I'm a Steelers fan. Dom, Dom's a, a Cardinals fan, so you'll you'll see his Cardinals bias here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I basically a Dean. I have like everything you said. I, I agree with. He's like super physical as a corner out there. He's only 26. I think he can get paid from the Texans as well. I have him and Derek Stingley out there. Uh, if he were to leave, if he were to leave Tampa Bay, Tom, where'd you have Dean going? I actually had Jamel Dean. I think the Bengals could be a team that, Ooh, I like that take a shot at him because, like you said, um, there's so many corners that are could be first round talents that a lot of those teams that are picking like the first twenty picks they might not want to go and pay a corner or any defensive back for that matter in that fifteen million dollar mm-hmm. year range. 
and the Bengals are already a contender, they finally rid themselves of Eli Apple and finally get somebody a start that uh, could be a really solid guy for them in that secondary, especially if um, I'm sure a defensive back that's going to come up later in conversation. To yeah, with. I yeah, I like that. Um, I, I like that Bengals pick because they're going to have a little bit of money to deal with before they have to pay Burrow and Higgins, um, and eventually Chase. So they can kind of if they play their cards right. They can get this money up now. Uh, I actually had them going after James Bradbury, my next corner here, because I feel like he's just like a really good lockdown corner. He's like a perfect number two. He was that this past season for the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. He stays on the field. He's usually pretty healthy, so I think he can get a nice like three year deal from the Bengals, and yeah, finally move on from Eli Apple. Dom, did you have uh, Bradbury going anywhere specific? Uh, yeah, I think Baltimore could honestly be a little play. I feel like Ooh, they could maybe that, that's use interesting. An, I think they could use an upgrade at corner, and just overall, I do think Bradbury is probably better than Dean. Like on if just one year deal. Like if I am only looking at one year, I probably want Bradbury on my team after the crazy season he just had for Philly. Like he he was insane. He had 17 pass deflections, which is that's one per game. That's kind of it's kind of a lot to be honest. Like it doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is when you look at the numbers. So I think I think he'd be really good for a contender for just like a one or two year deal because I believe he is a little older than uh, Jamel is, which could affect his market. Yeah, because he is he is 29, uh, so he'll be 30 next year. Dom, what do you feel about the former Giant corner? Um, I think he's actually another guy that can go to Arizona. I think he can follow mm-hmm. Gannon as well. He knows the system and. Like I said, he's somebody that could want to just go somewhere that may overpay him a little bit for like a two-year deal just to keep the defense afloat and let Gannon and let Jonathan Gannon kind of get his feet wet. And once the um, the Kyler contract really starts kicking in, like in the last two years or the next two years after it, um, really see where that takes them. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, joining Gannon out there in Arizona. Do you guys have any other corners you want to talk about? No, no. Okay, sounds good. So we can get into the safeties now, and there's a like a really good safety. So um, his like Jesse Bates, obviously he's the safety one in this free agency class. Uh, he's only 26. I think he's gonna get a ton of money and guaranteed money. Uh, one of the best run defending safeties out there. Uh, he had an absurd 2020. He hasn't probably been the same since then, but he's still a really good safety. Uh, and I guess with the Bengals having to pay Burrow and like I said Higgins and possibly or like Higgins and Chase or Chase, and then if they're gonna go after a corner, which they need as well. Is Bates going to be kind of obsolete? Is he going to leave? Um, I have him going to the Bears on a massive five-year deal, about 17 mil a year. Could get like 70 mil of that guaranteed um, and really finish out all of Chicago's cap space because we have them signing a lot of guys here, but they do have a lot of cap. Um, so yeah, I have Bates going to Chicago. Tom, where do you got Bates going? I actually, if he doesn't stay, I think he could be a fit on the Browns. The Browns need a safety. Ooh, okay. He stays in the vision. He knows the opposing teams. He doesn't have to move that far. I think the Browns could be a uh, could be a really good look here. Yeah, I like that a lot. Uh, Dom, where do you have uh, or predicting Bates to go? I could see him going to the Falcons. I mean, we mentioned that their secondary needs help. They have a ton of cap. Uh, you said he's still young, so like they're going to get him mm-hmm. for the next four or five years, and they have the money, so I think it would work out perfectly for the Falcons. I don't think he goes back to the Bengals because I think, I think them not tagging him was their sign saying, we know we can't afford you, so we're going to just let you be free and explore your options. Definitely, yeah, and he's he stays healthy. He stays on the field. He's a really good safety. Next up, we have Jordan Poyer over there in Buffalo. Dom, where do you have Poyer going? I mean, I think the Bills have to try to keep him. Like, yeah. I think he's very important for their defense. Uh, if the Bills can't keep him, I wouldn't be shocked. A team we haven't even talked about at all yet, I, I don't think. 
the Vikings could maybe make like a little play for Poyer. I'm pretty okay. sure Harrison Smith can get cut after next year for like basically no dead cap. So like if they want to like kind of play their cards right, get like one year ahead of it whilst playing two good safeties, I think that could be something. Yeah, and he he's also another safety that stays on the field. He's amazing in coverage. I think maybe like I wonder if like a team like New England that or like another team like that that has a little bit of cap space could be interested in Poyer uh, as a vet if they're trying to win next year. Tom, what what do, what do you have to say about Poyer? I actually have another team that we don't think we've discussed at all today. The Dolphins. They they're making big restructures today. They restructured Tyreek Hill, and they also are. Um, have some guys like Bradley Chubb, and they just picked up two as fifth year option. They're going for it, and they have Hill in this massive deal. Before they have to pay Waddle, they might, they might as well try and get a front loaded contract into somebody like Poyer, mm-hmm. who is a little bit older than a guy like Bates. I think they can really be making that run to make the push because if Poyer leaves the Bills, that means the Bills might make a couple more moves where their team starts to get some holes that this real like year after year contender basically favorite at the beginning of every year winds up getting a little thinner the Patriots aren't quite there and if the Jets don't land Rodgers the Dolphins can really make a run in that division in a loaded AFC yeah I, I like the Dolphins a lot too because they're gonna have a ton of cap space we obviously know how like big that market can be and how players want to go down there so yeah the Dolphins are definitely gonna go after some guys um here in free agency um yeah I was wondering if like there's any other teams that have a decent amount of cap that we haven't mentioned like I don't think anybody's really mentioned the commanders going after anybody specific um we we briefly mentioned like Tennessee and Denver and a couple of those teams so uh Dom you got another safety you want to talk about right in uh CJ Gardner or Gardner Johnson yeah and before we even get into him, you mentioned Washington. I think you have to. Everyone has to watch what Washington does because they might get sold like any day now. So that's really gonna yeah. depend like who who they go after. Like they might not be able to sign anyone if they're trying to sell the team or something. Because if the owner doesn't want the guy or the new owner to like, there's so much going on there that you really have to like take a step back and like see what's going on from like a whole uh, franchise perspective. Yeah, honestly, before we get into Johnson, like, if we're going to talk about Washington for a quick sec, like, they're not going to get any of the top four quarterbacks in this draft unless they, they make a trade, but it doesn't seem like they're going to. Um, unless they end up with Jimmy G, I don't know if they're going to end up, uh, like, getting a quarterback in free agency unless they like Brissett or Baker or Bridgewater. So I guess, like, is Sam Howell going to be QB1 they, in Washington They've kind of already mentioned, like, Sam Howell's yeah. our guy. Like, I don't know how true that is. Like, they could just be saying that as, like, a smokescreen, but they've basically said Sam Howell is our starting quarterback next year, which is crazy to think about. <laughs> yeah, right. Honestly, shout out to UNC, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I guess, well, uh, Dom, you want to talk about uh, Gardner-Johnson to wrap this up? Yeah, so we have another Eagle player that's available. I mean, mm-hmm. It's a real shame that a team makes it to the Super Bowl and then just there, loses their entire defense. But <laughs> and, and they didn't even win the Super Bowl, so it's it's just tough. That's the way the NFL works. You go all in, sometimes you don't get it, and that's what mm-hmm. we're kind of seeing here with the Eagles. But C.J. Garner-Johnson, he did get hurt this past season, only played 12 games, but he still had six interceptions and almost 70 tackles, which if he played a full season, those numbers would have been even crazier. Um, I think he will get paid. I don't fully know by who, to be honest. Maybe, again, I said the Falcons for Bates, but maybe if they don't get him, they go after Garner Johnson. Maybe he goes back to the Eagles, because he's also very uh, versatile. He plays safety. He can also play a little corner. So mm-hmm. I think he might get like a shorter deal just because of his little injury history, but nothing, nothing too small. I think he'll still get a decent amount. Yeah, I think he can go to Miami, too, because uh, they need some quarterback depth down there. Tom, where do you have Garner Johnson heading? I actually have him as a fit for the Lions. I think we all know the Lions could use some defensive back help. 
Uh, I think they're going to draft uh, a corner or maybe Brian Branch, like you mentioned in the last video. Gardner Johnson could be a good look here for two, like a front-loaded three-year contract. That's really a two-year deal. Yeah, I like I like that a lot. So, do we have? Do you guys have any other free agents you want to talk about, or we're good to wrap this up? No, I'm all good. No, right, those cool. we touched yeah. on all the big ones. Yeah. Uh, so those were basically our 2023 free agency predictions. You probably won't hear of any uh, signing. Maybe there's some um, rumors that they could be headed uh, before you guys see this. Hopefully you do see this on Sunday before free agency starts. Uh, you guys have already seen kind of our content around the uh, Chicago Bears trading the number one pick. So yeah, I uh, hope you guys enjoyed this. Let us know if you're on YouTube in the comments where you think some of these free agents are going to end up as well, who maybe you think your favorite team is going to go out and sign. So yeah, appreciate you guys watching and we'll or listening and we'll catch you all in the next one. Peace. See you guys. See you guys.